Sweet, sweet victory by the Robert Morris Colonials. Welcome back to, I believe this is episode 12 of this season's Bobby Moe Football Show. I'm your host, joined by Sam Goldberg, as always. And we are back again for another Victory Week podcast of the Bobby Moe Football Show. If you missed it, I don't know how you missed it. Robert Morris has won back-to-back games for the first time since the 2019 season when they were in the NEC Conference. A lot of firsts happening since the 2019 season. The first road victory, first conference victory in in the Big South OVC, for, and then first uh, – oh, wow. We, sorry, I dropped my phone there. First, uh, uh, bit, uh, first win streak since 2019 as well. So a lot of firsts coming from this 2019 season. And the Colonials, they do have a chance to finish with a solid record here as well after their impressive defensive victory, uh, 14 to 12 over Charleston Southern. And that's what it was. It was an impressive victory, at least defensively, um, for the Robert Morris Colonials. Like you did say. With this week's coming game, Robert Morris does have a chance to come out with a decent record, either five and six or three, at least three and three in conference if they pull away this victory. But let's start by talking about last week's game. Robert Morris was at home after a big upset versus Southeastern Missouri or CMO. They come home, they play Charleston Southern, who. They have had a past against. Robert Morris was 1-2 and two in history, but last year on home soil, Char- Charleston Southern was able to get the victory, as I think I mentioned last week. But it was Robert Morris who came out on top this time as a final score of 14-12, and it was just that. It was a defensive battle, and they waited, and Robert Morris dug deep, literally physically dug deep into the bench and came up with third-string quarterback Zach Tanner. I, I I said this at the beginning of the season. I don't think Zach Tanner deserved to be a QB three. I feel like it should have been like QB two. And he proved why he should be QB two uh, after this one. I mean, just coming into the game, I think it was late third quarters when he got substituted. Maybe it was the fourth quarter. I don't know. I don't remember. But I know I remember I got getting a shot of it, him warming up uh, for the ESPN Plus broadcast. But uh. I mean, you know the Philadelphia Phillies celebration from the movie from the uh, I forget I forget what movie oh, I forget the baseball movie, but uh, that's what Zach Tanner did uh, on uh, <laughs> that's what Zach Tanner did on uh, this past weekend. Uh, he's got he's got some massive marbles for uh, for the performance he put out um, on Saturday. Yes, he does. Um, so just a little recap. Coming into this game, Colonials were already down their starting quarterback and Anthony Chickett, who was in concussion protocol for those week or last week's game. Haven't yet talked to Coach Clark about how he is doing this week and who will start. 
We'll get that information soon. But stepping up was Tyler Zakowski in his first start since week one when, unfortunately, he got injured early on. And it, it wasn't it wasn't the best game from Tyler. Um, it Yeah, I don't want to go too much more into that. But late third quarter or early fourth quarter, Tyler also gets put in concussion protocol and is out for the game. So upstep, upstep, oh geez, upsteps, upsteps Zach <laughs> Tanner, who's come comes in and is just he was electric. I don't I don't know what else to do. He was literally electric. Um, he had some really good throws, but also he didn't what, even need to throw the ball. What, it, he, what exactly. he did, what he did with his feet was just incredible. He had six attempts for 66 yards, and he accounted for both of Robert Morris's touchdowns. During the, uh, I was listening to the post game interview on YouTube um, from Clark. He was like, "Listen, Clark's or Tanner's got to learn how to slide." We're gonna, <laughs> something like that. It was, it was, it was a really funny quote. Like, "Hey, I know you want to put a shoulder into some guys, but yeah. listen, we're down two quarterbacks already." Yeah, third string quarterback <laughs> comes into the game. That's a really winnable game, and on like his first like two out of three runs, he's not even he's not sliding. He's not doing anything. He's putting a shoulder in some dudes, and he he's getting lit up. But he has <laughs> yeah. just the ability to well, one not get hurt, yes. knock on wood, um, and he was able to finish the game. But two, just the like the poise from a third string quarterback to come in and have the ability to finish the job for the Colonials and the the first three quarters of the game were just straight defense, and then he comes into the game and then. He doesn't even need to throw the ball. He threw the ball seven times for 41 yards. But it was, yeah, good good for Zach. I'm, yeah. I'm happy for him. He had a gorgeous, like his first pass attempt, he had a gorgeous throw over the middle between a couple of defenders. I mean, it was an absolute dot by Tanner. And, and he just trusted himself and used his legs. I mean, he, he he's a dual threat guy. Mm-hmm. I and mean, we saw it at the end of last year when he had an incredible 40-yard bomb last for a touchdown this year he's using his legs and he's just he's just trusting himself to like find those paths i mean six rushing attempts for 64 yards and two touchdowns he quite mm-hmm. literally won the game on offense for the colonials in the fourth quarter because that's the only point when they scored yeah ex- exactly and you know what the thing was for me is i don't think they were wildcat r- plays or anything i think they were designed throws and then yeah. he, and then he, pocket collapsed. Yeah, he himself decided that hey, no option is open. He took the lanes and took those yards. I mean, he averaged ten point seven per carry. Yeah, Charleston Southern did not have a QB spy at all. They just let Tanner go, and twice he found the end zone. That twenty-five yard run that he had for the touchdown. I mean, he he literally quite took a defender out of his shoes. Like he, the defender had to go pick up mm-hmm. his shoes after after the juke move he put on. He put on. I mean, yep. Zach Zach Tanner. I I if both quarterbacks are still in concussion protocol, uh, for this upcoming match, I would not be surprised here if Zach Tanner gets the start. I wouldn't either. I think honestly that fourth quarter earned him some starts, but I think also if Chick is healthy, Chick will come back and. He is the quarterback, so. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, on the second touchdown, I did want to say Zach did get lit up on the end because he did, <laughs> he had a little premature celebration there. Yes. But as long as he was able to get into the end zone. And then the first touchdown for him was just a little – they were on the one-yard line, just a little QB. Tush-push, QB, brotherly not re- show. Not really a tush-push, but he was able to just walk into the end zone, basically. So it was just it – w- it was a good perform- – it, w- it was a needed win. 
now back to back wins from since 2019. It was just, I honestly think the vibe right now going into the final week for this football team is win is is de- they they are they're vibing right now. Yeah, they're they they you know, after a slow start to the season or after a slow start to conference play is what I'll state because they they did get off to a good start, um, winning two games in non conference play. Mm-hmm. I feel like. I feel like now this team's riding high. They're playing a home game. It's like they they get to they 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 don't have to travel anymore. But Alec, I feel like we're missing a part of the team here that we need to talk about for their for their win on it. Saturday. The defense. This defense oh, was tremendous. Besides a couple of big plays over the top, I mean they did they did allow a wide receiver to go over two hundred yards uh, receiving. There were a couple of plays that did, in fact, burn them over the top, but I mean, they like, did not score touchdowns. Exactly, off of they gave up a big play. They said no way in the in in the end zone. This defense, besides letting Noah Jennings go off for eight receptions and two hundred four yards and a touchdown, played out of their mind. The two point conversions stand at the end of the game as well. I mean, let me tell you. Well, because they get that two, they get that two point. Let let me tell you, this defense has played very well over the course of the season. It's just that they've been on a on the field way too much this year. This is a very stout defense. They showed why again. They generated pressure to the quarterback, and they stopped the rush game. For the most part, throughout the throughout the game, there were a couple of broken runs and stuff like that, and quarterback scrambles that just ended up working out. But the defense is what really kept this game winnable for the offense and Zach Tanner to come into the fourth quarter and just kind of do his thing. It definitely was. The defense played tremendous, like you said, one touchdown, two field goals, um, and especially that after they gave up the field goal, that's that just the hold on the two point conversion was really impressive because honestly the quarterback did get free on that play and it was just a like dog pile on the one yard line to hold them. And it was just, it was good to see. And it, I talked to coach Clark after the game, I was there covering it. I talked to him after the game and I was just like, what do you say about the bend don't break mentality? Because that defense, they did bend. They gave up, like you said, the 200, the um, 204 yards receiving and they even gave up 166 on the ground. But the ability, just the ability to hold them to only two field goals and a touchdown when it honestly could have been a lot worse is just yeah is is just it was great to see. I mean they didn't it was just the holds, man. They didn't they only got one sack, they got what? Almost six six um six tackles for loss. Yeah, six tackles for loss, yep. I mean, every every almost. and then special teams also got that huge, 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 huge forced fumble mm-hmm. uh, late in the game as well. I mean, you couldn't have add, that led to the Zach Tanner rushing touchdown. But yep. my goodness, that could not have come at a more better time than that did. Because like we we were talking in our headsets and stuff like that, like the crew that who, that was working that game, we were like, man, we haven't seen like a defense or special teams turnover yet. And then, lo and behold, there it is in the fourth quarter because, like, the the defensive special teams, again, has kept uh, Robert Morris in a lot of these games. They definitely have, and I feel like it's been over the last couple weeks, too. 
I don't know what it is, but their punts, they are getting downfield and putting some pressure on the on the receiver of the punt. And they are on they're creating these turnovers because I feel what was it? A few weeks ago they played um what was it? Ten, Tennessee um Oh geez, Tennessee Tech, sorry. Yeah. And they I think they had I mean a result of their turnovers that game, but they had like forced fumbles on because they're getting to the they're getting to the punt and it was just it was good to see everyone but two everyone but two players put in a tackle for the defense it was just an overall it was great to see and I think this team is finally putting in some performances that count I mean you don't have to have the the offense where you're putting up 30 points a game or stuff like that but just the ability to just the ability to go out and know your defense can get some stops. Know they can put up, yeah, like I said, stops, not break. The bend, don't break mentality is mm-hmm. there. And I think it is – it's better late than never. Um, now we're we're seeing it over the last two weeks of the season. Robert Morris has put himself in a great position to end the year. Um, one last home game versus another tough opponent. But we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. It was just – Vibes were good over the weekend, and I think this team, especially these players and Coach Clark especially, I think they deserve it. And what we're seeing is I'm all for it. Yeah, I could not agree more. I I, I like the way that this team is fi- finishing the season, and and it's – I mean, while the weather hasn't been too kind for fans and and students to come out to the games, I feel like this last home game of the year – I want to see. I want to see a lot more students. I want to see a lot more um, fans come out for this final home game because this team has deserved it these last couple of weeks. They've played hard and they've played a good brand of football. Especially, especially when you look back at last year, no one's came, and I mean, you see how the school and like some students talk about the football team. I. It's just good to see a corner being turned and how they can even create this momentum going into. They'll have a few weeks off, then they come back for spring ball, and how they just honestly just keep building this momentum towards next year Mm -hmm. and as long as we keep the same the same players come in maybe a few more transfers and then everyone buys in we get this buy-in mentality i think they're they're showing some good momentum going into next year and it's just it's good to see that we can't have the offensive performances where we get a lot of points on the board but it's also good to know we can win a dogfight football game where the defense gets their stops and then we get two two touchdowns from a player trying to make some plays and it's just it's good to see and it's it's it, it was much needed it was much needed after the last literally the middle of their season mhm <coughs> excuse me sorry i know, i mean i i've said it time and time again like i i Everybody, everybody thinks like like this team like needs like some sort of change and stuff like that. But again, the way this team is starting to finish out this season, I like where this program is going. Uh, I just feel like go- I just feel like next year you gotta find another wide receiver to bring in with uh, Noah Robinson. I mean, who speaking of was only held to forty seven receiving yards. So, yeah, I, so I don't I, I don't think he goes off for two hundred and seventy receiving yards to get to a thousand. Yeah, but I was gonna bring that up. I think our conversation for might have jinxed him. Yeah, but eight ninety nine is still there. It's still on the table. He needs 
169 yards to tie it, 170 yards to break it. The all-time receiving record for a wide receiver here at Robert Morris, dating back to 1994 when stats were officially kept on the website. I tried to dig more to try and find like other statistics and stuff like that. They just don't exist. <laughs> or unless if I, I, I didn't search hard enough, but could not find anything. So 899 is the record to break. Uh, Noah Robinson Noah Robinson is at 730 receiving yards. Do we end this conversation here? <laughs> he's at 743. He's at 743? Yep. Oh. He's 26th right now. In, uh, he's at 743, excuse me. 26 right now in FCS. It says 730 on the athletics page, so that is my bad. Oh, I'm on NCAA. So. Ah, I would try. I don't know. Uh, any, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll stick with you. Yeah, we'll just we'll just go with that. I mean, either way you look at it, it is just he's he's having a successful year. And like you said, I think next year if we could go out and get a transfer, whoever's coming in, or even just if someone wants to take a step up here, I'm not opposed, but we need someone to come in and get some help on the board for him and yeah, it just need we need a little more, and especially in the wide receiver room, but honestly, I think we might have a uh a running back for next season, maybe. Yes, that is what I wanted to touch on next. We what a what a game! Not a hundred yard rusher, but what a game from DJ Moyer. Fifteen attempts for eighty two yards. He averaged five and a half per carry. He that was so is... close to a hundred. Oh man! But also the rush, the running game, a hundred and seventy three total total yards. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's the most this season for uh for this team and for the first time this year besides that division 3 game they outrushed an opponent 173 rushing yards for Robert Morris Charleston Southern 166 we are turning a new leaf here for Robert Morris football. I mean, DJ Moyer found the holes. Like, he was patient. He found the holes when he needed to. And he, he he's a patient runner. And he just knows what he's doing. He has really great vision. And I, I really, I want to see DJ Moyer get the ball a little bit more this upcoming game. I want to see him get 20 attempts on the ground. Because I w- I besides... Would, yeah. Besides DJ Moyer, Zach Tanner was second in rushing attempts. So they finally did that featured back. Hey, this is our number one guy who we're going to give the ball to. Yep, um, I would like to see that too. But RMU actually did out uh, outrush Bryant a few weeks ago before the bye. Um, but it doesn't matter because they still lost that game. But building off what you said, yeah, DJ Moyer, in my opinion, has solidified himself as the team starting running back. Um, it just his performances have just kept building and building and he's kept climbing every week and he's gotten better every week as as he's been the starting since he's been the team starting the go-to back i mean you look at his carries they've gotten he's gotten more carries each game he's gotten more yards each game and it, he was so close i mean 18 yards off 100 he was so close but it was it's just good to see for him, good to see for this run game of the Colonials. They aver- this game, I mean, Zach Zach's rushes did a lot of it, but they averaged 5.1 yards a rush. DJ, 
averaged five and a half himself. So like you said, if this game end of the season, just give him five more rushes maybe, depending on who the starting quarterback is. Maybe we have to switch up the game plan to be a more run-heavy run heavy team this week. But I would I would love it. You give you give DJ I just I definitely don't want him to go down. He needs at least 15 rushes now um this week and I definitely don't want him to go down. But if you can give him five more rushes to get to that 20 mark, maybe he does get that 100 rusher and like I said earlier, better late than never to have a have the team's first 100-yard rusher on the season. Mhm. And I think like I just said, I think he solidified himself as becoming the the team starting running back for next year. Yeah. If 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 I would he, agree. If he keeps this up and he I, keeps I would position. agree. I think it's his spot next year. I really do. I mean, he's earned it. He's really he's really earned it. He's only a redshirt sophomore too. Mm-hmm. So he unless if he transfers, he is uh the RB one going into next going into next year. Hundred percent. But let's not get ahead of ourselves next year because there is still one more home game left on the year, Alec. It is the last game of the season for this program. Yes, it is. Against Eastern Illinois. <coughs> Excuse me, against Eastern Illinois. It is, and they are... This will be the first time that they've met. First time in history that they have met. They are going to meet, and Eastern Illinois is a good football team. Overall record of 7-3. and 3-2 three. Three and two in conference might not explain the whole story, but... It is going to be a big test for this for this um, team. They're coming off of three straight wins. They've played some good teams. Um, they're putting up some points too. So it just it, it's going to be a good game for the Colonials, especially on the momentum they're building right now. But yeah, seven and three overall. Um, they're three and two in conference with their only three wins coming off their hot three win streak right now mm-hmm. um dating back to their last game where they lost to simu and then they beat ut martin in overtime or lost to ut martin in overtime but they are coming off of wins versus bryant lindenwood and tennessee state it's gonna be a good test yeah it should be uh, in the famous words of century media's advisor john parado it should be a good ball game you're gonna have the ride in high Colonials coming off of two straight wins. And you're going to have a really hot football program in Eastern Illinois. This, this game, it's going to, it's going to mesh. Well, I feel like the defense, they're going to do their thing. There's a couple of question marks with the offense. Who's going to start a quarterback. Can check it play. We will see, but it should be, a fun one to watch, especially for the last one of the se- last one of the season. Absolutely, um, I'm looking forward to it. I will not be there, unfortunately, for this game. I will not either. Um, <laughs> I will be at a bowling tournament. That, that works too for representing Robert Morris. But I think just the trajectory of this team right now is just so good, and what we're seeing from the Colonials is so. It's so refreshing. I'll, I'll use the word refreshing after these last two weeks. Their record is still not where they want it to be probably, but progress is progress, and we will we look at that as progress. Um, they have the chance to, to go 500 in conference play, which would be 
obviously something they haven't done in the Big South at all since they've been there, and even this year's Big South OVC. Mm-hmm. Um, they, so they have the opportunity to do that, which would be impressive. Um, they have the opportunity to inch their overall record back to 500, which compared to last year, if we're comparing everything to last year, is just a win as it's in itself. Um, but looking at this team, it's going to be a good, it's going to be interesting to see. So I'm looking forward to the final week of the season and I can't believe we're already in the final week of college football season. Yes. How time has flown so far this semester. Uh, I, this team has come a long, long way from last year. I feel like a win here would be great for the program. Even these, I'll say this too: like these last two wins has helped head coach Bernard Clark as well, because mm-hmm. there were a lot of question marks. Can they win a conference game under him? What like does does he need to be gone for like something to happen? And he's kind of. Actually, not kind of. He has kind of shut those comments away. And now they have a chance to go 500 in conference play to end the year. I would call this season a success coming off of last year. Yeah, so I think we're going to wrap that up here. Uh, a lot of good talk about Robert Morse's win over Charleston Southern, which was just a it was a dogfight win. Good, good to see coming out of the program. Um, Robert Morse, season finale at home this weekend versus Eastern Illinois. That will be a noon start at Joe Walton Stadium on ESPN+. And then season's over. Next week, we do have a week off, but I think if we want to, we'll come back the week we get back and we'll run a uh, a whole season recap probably. Just keep it going. One more one more Bobby Mo football show until, maybe we until can get, next season. And then maybe we can get another episode with Coach Clark. We, maybe. We will. The thought has been rolling around. We will obviously have to ask him and run through the proper channels, but maybe for the season finale of the Bobby Mo Football Show, we can get Coach Bernard Clark on here to just get his thoughts on how sit it, down and get, have a nice get, chat. Yeah, <laughs> get his thoughts on how it went. So, but for Sam Goldberg, I am Alec Miller. We will see everybody next time on the Bobby Mo Football Show. Goodbye, everybody.